you are now tuned in to my skin is my fan on blog talk radio from goons to gods we welcome everyone we only have one rule uh, one rule let's be respectful let's be respectful you are now tuned in to my skin is my fan on blog talk radio goons to gods we welcome everyone we only have one rule and let's be respectful I'll have next week, man. No doubt, no doubt, man. And, and, and definitely shout out to the family, liberationmindedmedia.net. That is Black Eye Stand. Do the knowledge radio. The rundown with Renee and my skin is my sin. Oh, oh, oh. And don't forget to share the show, man. If you check it out today or if you check it out next week or if you check it out in a thousand years. And if you are that motherfucker that digs us up in a thousand years, you are the most phenomenal individual to ever walk the galaxy for digging up this great. Dramatics and playing with ready rock. Usually it seems like he's waiting to catch a drop. You cling to his habits, he's saving you from a spot. Round the way, work, jewels in the ground. Hit the pay dirt, love is love, you in good hands. Dennis Haysburg, openly protected by who you be neck and neck with. So you looking over like, look at what they done made. And you are now tuned into another episode of My Skin is My Sand Presents Intellectually Petty Radio. Let me get, uh, I'm sorry, Melvin Brown in yeah. the building. <laughs> yeah, say it right, nigga. What's up, bro? What's happening, bro? Shit, shit, chilling. Um, we should have Sky Zoo in the building shortly. Yeah, it's um, gonna be a goodie, man. Well, you know, you know, I always, I, uh, I always worry that people Yo, listen, have bro. other shit to do. Can Yo. you hear me okay, though? Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, okay. All right man. How's it? Yo, you good? Good. Yeah, man. Like, yo, Kwame Brown's that dude, bro. I might go buy his jersey, yo. I might go buy his last jersey or something, bro. I ain't gonna hold you. What did you do this time? I, nah, yo, like, yo, he, yo, through, through, like, the controversial, the controversial shit, bro, like, he drops a lot of jewels, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. niggas, like, he, I ain't gonna call him a nigga, you know what I'm saying? Like, the brother, the brother got, like, He's very strong minded. He's strong headed. You know what I'm saying? You can, and you can see the growth. And you can hear the growth when he speak. You know what I'm saying? So like, I, I, I admire dudes like that. Like, I ain't gonna see out of eye with everything that he say, but I got a lot of respect for the things that he's saying and how he giving it up. Like, I, I respect that. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. Yeah, I, I told, I totally respect that. So like. People won't be like, oh, he's a coon. You know what I mean? Like, I, I even joked, you know what I'm saying? It was like, you know, like, he, he one of them niggas who tuck your shirt in his pants. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, you know what I'm saying? Like, I say that to say, though, like, like, he sound like somebody, he sound like somebody uncle, bro. Yeah, he do. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he yeah. sound like, like, he, he sound like somebody uncle for real. So it's like, you, you, you respect it if it's real. You know what I'm saying? I definitely respect most of what I've heard. 
Um, and again, like like it, 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 nobody's perfect. I'm not going to agree with everything anybody says, you know. But we got some valid points, and and it's it's. I think it's cathartic for him that he finally getting the the, the ability to share his side of the story. Mm-hmm. And people actually listen, you know, mm-hmm. even dismissive of, of, of him for 25 years, I guess it's been. Yeah. You know, um, through no fault of his own, apparently, you know, he kind of got a, a raw deal from, from well, I, I, a raw deal is subjective, you know. I mean, you know, you like. You are rich and shit, you know. Yeah, like, but like, even through that, like, yo, like, like, niggas with money go through, go through shit too, bro. Like, like the money don't solve everything. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what that's what people misconstrue. Like you still gotta live, live real life. Like they still got issues with their family. You know what I'm saying? And True. All, all type. You know what I mean? Although I would I would love to uh, go through those issues rich as opposed to broke. I feel you. I feel <laughs> you. But like the money don't the, the money don't heal that. The money cushions the blow. You wilding. It does. Like if you're okay. broke. You don't have access to the same health care or, or the same mental health care that someone who's got some money does. You just Yo, I, that, all, all of that's true, but it don't hurt no less. Like trauma is trauma, bro. Like the same trauma you go through broke can be the same trauma you go through rich. Now that, you know? I get what you're saying. Yeah. You know, it's just, what I'm saying is we kind of saying the same thing. Like I agree that, you know, the trauma is, is equitable, but the ability to, to handle help it. Yeah, that depends on the, that depends on the individual. Like, it's not even necessarily. I get what you're saying, but like, even if you broke, like, you can go see therapy through the state. You can go get a therapist. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can go get still get mental health. You know, it is not the same, bro. Trust me, it's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same, but still, like, it, that's an individual thing. Like, yeah. I, like, like, how many how many stories you heard of people with money, yo, and they just can't get their shit together? It don't matter, like. Think about that, and you I got mean, a lot. Yeah. Of every, you got a lot of everyday people, yo, who don't can't afford that same type of mental health care, and they functioning within a struggle. You know what I'm saying? Of, of just mm-hmm. real life, they live paycheck to paycheck, and they bipolar, or they got, or they suffer from depression. You know what I'm saying? Or they got anxiety. Like it's everyday people dealing with that shit. So like that's managing. True. True. Um, and Skyju just uh just emailed me said he'd be on in about five minutes. So. Cool. We should be good with that. Um, yeah, the young elder truth seeker in YouTube on YouTube keeps saying in YouTube. Yeah, yo, it's crazy. It's crazy how this shit manifested, bro. But like, that's what make it. That's what make us. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, your man's got a ridiculous ass fucking catalog. I know. I know. Like I, I yeah, like I, I, I'll openly admit you definitely put me up on Sky Zoo. Mm-hmm. Like the pen game, like dude is mm-hmm. money. Incredible, yeah. Yeah, Incredible. and and low key might might have actually been one of the first people to fucking with Griselda. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Like him, thirty eight special. Um, and what's my man? Um, what's my man name? Um, Green Eye Double. What's my man name? I can't think of his name right off right off the break. But he fuck with all like he fuck with special them too though. But like yo, all them niggas yo like all them niggas is nice yo. Like New York had a huge like emergence of dudes who like t- 
taking it back to the like pay pay their homage to the essence. You know what I'm saying? But still have an original sound. You know what I'm saying to separate themselves. Like they it's, it's like they introduced a whole new like a whole new era. Like it's incredible. Yo, I love I love rap right now. Um. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um. Man, that joint that the the city he got with Apollo Brown knows like fucking. That joint's incredible, yo. Um, milestone is man, incredible. Fucking um, uh, mind blowing shit right there, bro. Yeah. Um, Retropolitan is incredible, yo. Fucking Eastern Conference All Stars, yo. And like, and, and it's, uh, bro, like, yo, have you heard of this motherfucker called B Boy Stance? Yeah, that joint's fire. Oh my god, bro, that might be one of the best verses I've ever heard. He, on you saw the joint you tagged me in. Yes. Yo, that joint, yeah, that joint's crazy. That joint's yes, crazy. Like, like your man's like for that verse, I I didn't get further into his catalog, and I will though. But that that freaking verse, oh my god, it's bananas. Yeah, he um, yeah, that joint was fire though. Like, nah, he he was spitting. Like he killed it was it was he killed that beat. He definitely yeah, he, he, he killed he killed that beat. Oh, he did that. Yeah, but you could tell like in that one, I think each person. Pick their own beats, just a guess. But okay. I, 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 you know, I'm only getting that because every beat was different. So, you know, my guess is they, they picked them or somebody picked them, you know, for their particular kind of lane. Yo, niggas lucky I can't rap, yo. I swear to God, yo. I mean, but you, you, you would just be an okay rapper, bro. Bro. It doesn't mean you'll be dope at it. Nah, if I rap, if I rap, I'll be fired. I don't know. You might be. You might be. I'll be I, fine. I, I, I can't say, you know, uh, you wouldn't be Drake, though. Shout out to Drake for winning Artist of the Decade. <laughs> yo, they go with that Drake. Yo, don't, don't, listen, we're not talking music no more, yo. Like, I, I, I don't, you, you, like, you already admitted, like, I put you on shit, like, already on cam today, bro. Like, I, yeah, actually, to one person. Talk, we, we, we got Sky Zoo coming up. No, bro. I put you on Griselda. I put you on Sky Zoo. I put you on Mad Niggas, bro. Like, don't, okay, don't. I, no, 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 bro. I'm, I'm admitting to Sky Zoo, and that's it, bro. Not yo, so I, yo, I didn't, I didn't put you on, yo. No, no. Griselda, yo, you was a lie. You was a lie, bro. You was a lie. Yeah, the whole world knew, knew about uh, Griselda. No, I, I need put, your help. No, the whole world except you. Like, stop, yo. Stop it. I put you on. Griselda. I didn't need your help with that, bro. I'm I'm good, oh, but you did. Stop you, 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 hey, you, you yo, hey, salute to you. Salute to you. You put me on with uh uh with Sky Zoo, and and I, I will forever be grateful. And speaking yo. of, hold on, bro, because we got the legend in the building right now, man. We got uh, man, yeah. y'all got to step y'all. You got to stop. You got to Listening yeah. game up, man. And uh, let's get Sky Zoo in the building, man. How you doing, King? Peace, peace. Can y'all hear me? We can definitely hear you. We just can't see you. Uh oh. Let me see how to fix that. Uh, I forgot I had that thing on. There we go. Boom, boom. Oh man, (laughs) it's just a basement, man. It's just a man cave. I I got a ton of them wrapped around the wall. They all tagged up and all that. What's going on, fellas? What's good, fam? How you doing, man? My name is Jobs, and that's my co-host, the Plug. Peace, peace. Good to link with y'all, brothers. All right, man. Now we appreciate you. We got Sky Zoo in the building. I know we only got about 40, 45 minutes, man. So how is life and how is your family doing? 
Oh, everything is good, man. You know, the family's good. You know, we just uh staying safe and COVID free, thank God. You know what I mean? Just trying to, you know, just just do things the right way and, and enjoy one another at the same time. Everything is smooth though. That's dope. That's dope, man. Um yeah. hope you hope your brother is good as well. Yeah, all is well. All is well. Great, man. Just, I was just I was complimenting my co-host for introducing me to Sky Zoo. Okay. I am I am officially a Sky Zoo fan at this point. Oh man, thank you, man. Thank you. Welcome to the team. Oh my God, bro. You got some <laughs> shit out there. The shit with Apollo Brown, though, bro. Yeah. Man, that's thank you. Some, some, some Miles, Miles Davis-ish. Well, you know, it's it's amazing that you said that, man. I'm honored because you know Miles Davis is one of my idols and, and one of my musical heroes, and I actually named my son Miles after Miles Davis. So mm. You to say that means it's under me, you know, because that's one of the guys I look up to, aspire to. You know, I have every vinyl he ever put out. Um, you know, he that that's that's my guy right there. So I named my son after him. So yeah. That's dope. That's very dope. Um go ahead, Ron. Yo, yo, milestone. I I want to thank you for creating milestone, bro. Oh man, thank you, brother. Thank you for listening. Yo. Oh my god, bro! Like I, yo, I, I said that shit to so many people, bro. Like when I when I heard that, yo. Wow, that's it, real. Nah, it's real, yo. Like it touched, like yo, turning ten, bro. Like that shit, like touched my heart, G. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and yo, the like the way you the way you narrated it, yeah, genius, man. Cause like, yo, everybody clown Trey. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But having a pop, yo. You know yeah. What I'm yeah, so he had he had somebody giving him game, yo. Like, yeah, the way yeah. after that was incredible, bro. Like, I, I, I thank you for that. Thank you, bro. Yeah, the thing about that record, you know, um, when I was a kid, I think I was nine. I was nine when Boys in the Hood came out, and I remember my pops taking me to the movies to see it. My pops always had this thing growing up where we would go to the movies and he would make me write sort of a book report about it without it being an actual book. You know, like we would go to the movies and he'd be like, I write two, three pages about it. And I was like nine, 10 years old. You know, he did it with Malcolm X, did it with Boys in the Hood. Like that was just the way he raised me. And I remember we went to see Boys in the Hood and I remember watching it and being like, yo, this is my life. You know what I mean? Like, because I, I was nine, Trey was 10 in the beginning of the movie. So the beginning of the movie, I was like, this is my life. You know what I mean? Like, right. I'm with my dad on the weekends. I'm with my moms during the week. And thought, like, oh, this is my life on the screen. So, you know, I, I always hold uh, Boys in the Hood, you know, as a special place in my heart because of that. I always felt yeah. like that was my life. And then growing up, too, like when I when I got older and was in high school and all that, that was me as well to an extent. You know, I had other little things going on, but to an extent, that was me as well. So that yeah. movie always uh, sits real close to me. So, yeah, with the record, man, I just wanted to do something for, for fathers. You know, I felt like fatherhood and hip hop is overlooked. Yeah. Um, Nas did Daughters. Will Smith did Just the Two of Us, which is one of the dopest fatherhood and hip hop yeah. records ever. You know, uh, I mean, terminology does a lot for fatherhood as far as like good dad gang and all that stuff. But outside of all of that, most of the records about fatherhood and hip hop come from a negative place. It's either right. my father was never around. He's a sucker or, you know, I'm not the type of father to my children that I want to be and I need to be better or be a father to your child and all those types of records, which is dope, because if that's your reality, then that's real. And that's that needs to be expressed. But. That's not the only reality in hip hop. It can't be. Right. Nice. Same way there's a million records about mothers who are amazing in hip hop. 
that's not the only reality. There's some mothers out here who are trash in hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're a hip hop fan or listener, it's just what it is because there's a, a pro and a con. There's a yin and a yang. There's an up and a down. So, you know, um, with fatherhood and hip hop, I just felt like it was always getting overlooked. And I, I wanted to change that narrative a little bit. Me being a father, I was able to do it firsthand and speak from experience. Yeah, you did it incredibly, bro. And then, like, you just rapping at it, like, it's such an elite level, man. Like, thank you, bro. Like, it, oh yo, my god, like, that joint, your your milestone joint and stick, man, manhood album, bro. Like, mm-hmm. that's it, 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 like, it, like the vibes of it. But I just like the way you you you, you approach them, bro, like the entire narrative. I, I, I love. Thank you, thank you, man. Yeah, it was a that was a special joint for me, man, because it was an idea I had. It came with, it came with one record. The first record I did for it was a song for fathers, and I was just gonna do just that. Like I always had, you know, I always wanted to flip that record because being a jazz head, I love Horace Silver, and you know, I always wanted to flip that record. I was like, yo, there's there's never been anybody who touched this. You know, right. I, I want to touch this and, and make a hip hop version. There's a lot of jazz versions. Gregory Porter did a version. Dee Dee Bridgewater. There's a, a lot of jazz versions of that record. But there weren't, there wasn't a hip hop version. I wanted to flip that, and it was only gonna be that. And then when I did it, I was listening back to it like, yo, this this shit came out nuts, man. Like this shit came out exactly the way I, the vision I had. I said, nah, I think I got like five or six more of me. You know, I think I got five or six more of these in me, man. Let, let, let me take some time, put aside, and bang out. And that's what I did. Yo, incredible, bro. Thank you, thank you. Incredible. Hey, let me ask you this, man. It's a, well, I don't know if it's a question or a statement, but it's like you got a cinematic pen. Yeah. Like you know, like and even when you shit talking, it's like a, a, a shit talking TV show. Was that intentional? <laughs> um, you know what? I think it is by default because of the guys I grew up on. You know, I grew up on Biggie. I grew up a block away from Biggie. You know what I mean? So I grew up on Biggie greatest storyteller one of the greatest storytellers in hip-hop you know what i mean i, I grew up on uh nas and jay storytellers you know i grew up on the genius liquid swords is a bunch of stories you know what i mean like those was the guys i looked up to you know uh purple tape you know ray and ghost that's a bunch of stories like when, when i was rhyming and when i was sharpening my sword that was what i looked to you know it's like if you home and you play ball or whatever, and you just watching Mike all day, or you watching Kobe all day. Like when I played ball as a kid, I watched Penny. You know that that that's why Penny's right here. Like I, Penny was my guy. You know, still is. You know what I mean? So yeah. I did everything like Penny. Like Penny came down with the left, I came down with the left. <laughs> Penny rocked the wristband here, I rocked the wristband here. Whatever Penny was doing, I was doing it. You know, so it's the same thing with the music. Like when, when I was pinning growing up. Mm-hmm. Whatever those guys was doing, that's what I molded my 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 craft after. Last Work. time you wrote a, a shitty sixteen, never, <laughs> Facts. never. Facts. never ever, <laughs> never ever. Okay, so you never left the booth, and and I, I and you got a shitload of uh, uh, features. Oh my god, man! And you was up on Griselda like way before the rest of us. Yeah, we were just talking about that shit before before you came. I was one of the first. I, I was one of the first. We joke about that a lot. Like I'll be I'll be with Benny, and Benny always be like, "Yo, Sky, you the Oracle, bro. Like you was the first one. Nobody, yeah. nobody cared. Like nobody was coming to Buffalo to rock. Nobody was, you know what I mean? Nobody right. reaching back. Like if, if we was hitting heads, you know, like it was, you know what I mean? People people wanted to, you know, wanted to play games, but you was always with it. You was always with it. You know, he he literally, he's always like, yo, you the Oracle, bro. Like, you saw it first. You know what I mean? So, it's love. Those are my brothers. You know what I mean? Those are my guys. I'm super happy for everything they got going on. 
And, um, you know, you see how they're taking over the world. And they're just, even outside of the music, they're just awesome dudes. You know what yeah. I mean? So we we hang outside of music. You know, those are my guys. Yo, the growth, the growth from those guys is phenomenal. Like, like I, I was just, we were just talking about, like, I'm happy with rap right now. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, yeah. Like to see, I see the dudes that's supposed to be winning and winning, and you know what I mean. And young, mm-hmm. and I and I and I seen the entire grind, man. You know what I mean. So it's like, yeah, I support. It's, it's giving balance, you know. Right. What I mean, it's giving balance. You know, yeah. my my thing with hip hop is I get asked this a lot. You know, we don't need it to be one way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if I go, if I go to a club, you know, I go to a club or whatever with, with my peoples or whatever it may be. I don't want to hear, you know, certain types of hip hop. I want to hear. Right. A different type of hip hop because it's for that moment, you right. know. It's like wanting to play, you know, a slow jam in a club because you want everything in life to be a slow jam, or right. you want to get married to an up tempo fast song while you and your wife walking down the aisle because you love fast music. Like, nah, there's moments for everything. So in hip hop, all these different subgenres of hip hop need to coexist. You know, like if you're in a strip club, you want to hear this type of record, but right. then if you're taking a long drive, you got a road trip for two hours or you know, you you in the crib vibing or whatever it is, then you want to put on my shit. You know what I mean? Because you want right. to think and you want to relate. I always tell people, music, no matter what genre it is, music, but especially hip-hop is two things. You either relate to it or you escape to it. It's that mm-hmm. simple. You know what I mean? You relate to it or you escape to it. So you got guys like Migos and Future and Ross and all those guys, and you escape to that music. You know what I mean? Whether people are fans of that or not, that's the stuff you want to hear in the club. You know what I mean? You go to the club, you want to hear that type of stuff because it brings a certain energy. So you escape yeah, to that. You was working all week. You got your paycheck from your job that you don't even like, but you got your paycheck. And now you want to get some stress off. So you go to the club and you hear BMF and you hear all those records and you want to pretend you that. So you yeah. escape to it because it feels right. good to just let loose. Right. Then when you come back down to reality on Monday, you relate to somebody like me. You relate to right. someone. you on the train to work. Whole Lupe, you relate to us, you know what I mean? And right. and you escape or relate, one of the two. All right, I got I got a question for you. And this is um this cat is one of my favorite artists of all time, man. And um can you speak on your relationship with you know God bless the dead? One of my favorite niggas ever, yo, Stack Bundles. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, Stack was a beast ahead of his time, man. Rest in peace, right. my Stack. Um that was my man since we was like 18, maybe 17, 18, something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. That was my guy, man. We was in a crew together called the grits, the greatest okay. rappers in the streets. Okay. Yeah. Damn. It just right here. It just froze like right there, man. That just, Oh no, we good. Now it, it just, Are y'all editing this or cause we could, if you want me to go back into that question no, again. Go ahead, bro. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Okay, word. Yeah, so we was um we was in a crew together. It was like seven or eight of us called the Grits, the greatest rappers in the streets. And we was young, 18, hungry, tearing people up. You know what I mean? Like it was like we was a little like mini Wu Tang, you know what I mean? Because it was so many of us. Mm-hmm. It was we in a circle on Jamaica Ave and Southside Queens, and you got this one, then you got this one, then you got me, then you got this one, then you got bundles, and you got this. And it was like, yo, like, how do I get out of this? Like, you know what I mean? If right. you was if you was in a circle, what is it? Was like, there's no getting out of that. It, it was too many monsters. And um, so that was how we met, you know what I mean? And then we all grew up and started doing different things musically. Yeah. But um, you know, bundles started to take off and, and went crazy. 
And, you know, he he definitely was ahead of his time with a lot of things with the music and the fashion and all that. And as you see it now, there's, there's a whole wave of, of you know, of a generation that feels like they was raised on bundles and just mixtape stuff, freestyles right. and right. stuff. And that, that's the beauty of it, you know? Like, yo, he definitely, you know, like the time was short. Like, he still ended up making an impact. Like, yo, he created. 100%. 100%. He created an anthem that made history, yo. You know what I'm right. saying? You know what I mean? 100%. He created an anthem that made history like he got on like when he got it like it, it just ended too soon man but like, i was so happy to see stack start winning man like yeah that's 100%, 100%. one of my favorites yo ever like he wanted them like it was just too soon like he's one of them ones and, like he was gonna be one of them niggas bro yeah oh 100 yeah. without a doubt yeah without a doubt, it was right there absolutely who else was in grits though oh man it was uh it was me bundles uh my man Tay, Valentino, Shan the Hoodlum, Marty, uh, Domination. Domination actually wound up doing a lot of work with uh with G Unit and, and Smurf and all of them. Okay, yeah, I know you're everybody. talking about. Yeah, I think that's everybody. There's so many of us. Yeah, that was everybody. But it was it was about seven or eight of us. That's pretty dope. You that's battle dope. you uh you got any like notable like street battles? And you battle anybody with names? Nah, not really. Um, you know, I always when I was growing up, you know, I battled in school, you know, you, you battle in high school, you battle in, you know, in college, you battle on the corners and neighborhoods and stuff like that. And I always would go crazy wherever I went. But my thing, I always was about making records and, and wanting to tell stories and do all those things. But I always had that in me where I could, you know, what I mean, without a doubt, you know, what I mean, obviously, okay. big stuff and all that, you know, but um, with the 106 and Park thing, which was like 20 years ago now. But, you know, um, I was a battle MC in the sense of being able to do it because I think when you first start out, you got to be, well, at least in our generation, you had to have those chops, right? It's like you can't get in the league without at least having a jumper. You know what I mean? Like, everything, or at least having some sort of a handle, at least being able to dribble the ball. Like, the same thing. So, you know, in in our era, in our generation, if you was coming up, it wasn't about... You know, I think these kids nowadays, as soon as they decide to start rapping, it's how many followers and what type of video we can make right. to go viral and what type of record we can make for a TikTok video. Whereas in our generation, if you decide to start rapping today, the first thing you had to do was write verses to show you was nice. Right. You know what I mean? And then from there, you started writing songs and you started developing other sides of the craft and all that. And then all that other stuff came. So it's kind of reversed now. These kids don't really care about that, but you had to be ready. So for me, I was always ready when it came to that. You know, I was the kid that had a hundred verses in the stash. I had a hundred verses in my head. You know what I mean? Like, right. you know, I think I said on Retropolitan, I said it. I said it, I had a hundred verse. I had a hundred sixteens, and I forgot them. I had what? What I said? I had a hundred sixteens. But how my block was at 16. I needed room, so I forgot those. I forgot exactly how I said it, but just saying, like, I always had all types of work on deck, you know what I mean? When I was I a kid, yeah. speaking of retropolitan, yo, how, how, what was it like doing a, like an entire joint with Pete, with Pete Rock? I was amazing. I mean, that's an honor of all honors, you know what I mean? It's Pete yeah. Rock, you know, like arguably the greatest, one of the greatest hip hop producers ever, top three, Fact. easily, like easily. in his sleep, you know what I mean? Like, easily. Um, Pete's amazing, awesome dude, great chemistry, never had no, like, I want to do it this way. Well, I want to do it that way. Like, we didn't really have none of that. It was, we just worked. And we did it in person. It wasn't no email or nothing like that. We did it in the studio together. Uh, We did the whole joint A to Z in 11 days. It was about 11 days. That's great. Um, 
it felt organic though. Like that in the mm-hmm. energy from the album felt like yeah, yeah. no, nah, thank you. Yeah. You you know the thing about me when I write, I write um I write on the spot. Okay. So when I say eleven days, I wrote, recorded all those records in eleven wow. days. Wow. And, uh, a lot of times people will say that because they had verses at the crib and they wrote yeah. months and months and they had old stuff they were sitting on and then they came and recorded and let no 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 like Peter tell you like oh no nah, Sky wrote all them rhymes in front of me you know what wow. I mean like we would go to the lab I sit down and just start going you know like that's the way I work I write on the spot that's you know great. I don't write on the tour bus I don't write at home I don't write on a plane I write in the lab on the spot so any record I was sitting there, I wrote it, and I walked in. Just like Easy Truth, I did that in nine days, you know, and I got a yeah. funny story about that when we get to that. But uh, with Retropolitan, yeah, we did it in 11 days, and it was dope, you know. Uh, Pete had me come to his crib. I picked out, like, 60 beats, and then 60, you chop that's it. That's fucking dope that you can go to Pete Rock. Yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing. It's ama- you know what I'm saying? Like, it's amazing. So, you know, you, you sit there and... You pick out a bunch of beats, and then as an artist, you chop it down, and you chop it down, and you chop. So you got sixty, then you turn that into forty, then you turn that into twenty, and it, you know, like you just start going through them in your head, which ones are the definites, and um, you know that that that's how that went, and um, yeah, we we wound up with I think twelve joints, twelve joints on the album, and we knocked it out, man. I I, I love that record, you know. What I mean, it's a stupid duper New York record. It's just a New York hip hop record with all of these undertones of like storytelling. And, and and all these different moments, but it still got its spitter moments too while being storytelling. You know, Eastern Conference All Stars and Carry the Tradition, and you know, it was all these joints. You know what I mean? So it, it's yeah, I, I love that record. I, I love, love that record. Style's my dude too. Like that's my yeah. No, I've seen that man. I lost my fucking mind. I'm a style man. speed guy. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, as soon as I seen that yeah. shit had styles on there, I thought about you too, Ron. Yeah, I'm a Styles P guy, man. Like that's nice. nice, yeah. Styles is a legend, man. That's that's the that's the second joint we did because we did a joint on live from the tape deck as well. So Styles, my man, he came in, blacked out on that. You know, that's my man. Word. We got a chance to interview Pete Rock too. Yeah, we had Pete Rock on the joint, man. Nice. Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Really great dude. Great guy. guy, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Damn. What was I about to say? So, so has there ever been a point where you went to the studio, you did a feature with a couple of people, and you came home and you like, man, I, I, I so and so got me today. Nah, <laughs> you know what I mean? keep it above. Nah, but you know what it is. For one, that's the the competitive spirit in me. Two, <laughs> it doesn't mean like anybody I was on a record with didn't get busy. Like uh, I got tons of records where heads got busy, you know, all the Griselda stuff, they all got busy. You know, right. me and Torre did battle brothers together. He got busy on every record, you know, sh- every time me and Shaw stimuli collab, he get busy. Like I, I, when I do records with people, man, if I like, yo, I reach out, yo, want to get you on a joint. It's somebody who I'm like, yo, he's for real, for real with it. Like I'm a fan of what they do. Styles, Jada, Black Thought, Elzai, like, as much as I'm who I am, I'm still a fan of these guys' work. Some of them are my peers, like Elzai and, you know, Griselda and all of them. And then some of them are guys I grew up listening to, like Black Thought and Jada and Styles. So the competitive side is in me. But at the same time, if I put you on my record, it's because I really, really rock with you. Like Joel, you know, these are guys who I think are really great, you know. So it's always a blast getting on records with people like that because it brings the competitive nature out. But then I'm also excited to hear what they're going to do because I'm still a fan of the music and I'm still a fan of lyricism. So I'm excited about what they're going to bring to the table. 
I'm excited about what I'm gonna bring to the table when I start writing, and it all just comes together real good. And you, you, you talk about all elite rappers, like it's right. all all <laughs> right, rappers. right, absolutely. Yeah, that's still shocking, still, bro. That's, that's yeah. crazy. Pin game is all ridiculous on everybody. Said LZ don't get enough love either. Elzai's fire, man. Yeah, no, nah, Elzai is super dope, man. Super, super dope. And we oh, actually man, toured together. Um, we, we actually toured together uh, on retro, for the Retropolitan album, you know, in 2019, like before COVID hit, we okay. did two tours together. So it was dope just, you know, building on the road every day. You, you're on the road with somebody for a month, and then another month, you get to know them really well. You know what I mean? So it was dope uh, just, just building with Son and, you know, building that relationship and keeping that going. And he's super dope. And you got right. a project you get ready to drop in, uh, next month, correct? Yeah, a couple weeks actually. Uh, June 11th, all the brilliant things. Uh, super excited about that. And you know, two singles out right now that are moving. And this one, it's a conceptual album where every record is. You know, all of my stuff is cohesive, and one song holds hands with the next, and they kind of lock mm-hmm. it together, and you know, tell these stories. But this one, like literally, every record is from A to Z. So like, it starts with how my neighborhood used to be and it ends with the way my neighborhood is now and you see the whole transition and the trajectory and all that of of the way it all is now and it's just me telling the story of gentrification and and cultural appropriation and culture vulturing and things like that it's just something that i was really really i felt really strongly about you know it's something i feel really strongly about and um i just decided to take some time and really tap in on those topics and turn it into one story let me ask you this. Um, am I bad wrong? Um, but what do you think about Jay-Z's hand in the Nets arena being built? I mean, he definitely was a part of it. You know, I mean, you saw him breaking the ground and all that back in the day when they first dug it up. And, you know, obviously they had him as a uh, part owner of the team and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, all the marketing that he was able to provide for the arena and for the team and all that stuff, which is, I mean, as a rapper, man, a rapper from Marcy from Best Style, like it's unheard of. So on that on that side, you got to give it up and, and clap your hands to that. You know, like that's unheard of for anybody to be able to pull all that off. But on the flip side, it did, you know, it, it did bring in a lot of what we're dealing with now in Brooklyn and in New York, with without a doubt. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. it's pros and cons. That's life. You know, it, it had a humongous hand in that. Yeah. The way the way they did that shit, man, was to us was a clinic on how to fuck up people and fuck people over. Yeah, you know what, man? You know, my pops pointed that out way before. Like, as soon as that thing was announced that that was happening, and this may be like 04, 05, or so, you know, whatever it was, as soon as it was announced, my pops was on that. He was like, oh, Brooklyn's over. Right. And it was like 16, 17 years ago. He was like, Brooklyn's over. And I was like, yeah. And we, he was still living in New York. He's been in Atlanta for about 15 years now. Okay. But he was still in New York at the time. He was like, Brooklyn's over, bro. And I was like, yeah? Yeah, watch. Just watch. And like four or five years later, it slowly started. To, and it was like, yo. like, And now it's forget it. You know what I mean? Like, he was all over that, though. He he saw that a mile away. Wow. Yeah, they, they, they had a, a documentary on this shit. And oh boy, uh, was was it the Russian dude that bought the team at the time? Yeah. yeah. He literally took out a map and just circled some some shit. Mm. Like this is where we're gonna put it. And they bought it. They 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 strategically bought up all that land and just let it decay intentionally. Right. That's the way they do it. 
It's that way the value gets low and you can just yep. take that for whatever and then you can flip that. Um, I, I, I would love to know the name of that documentary, man, if, if you remember it before we get off. I didn't know they did a documentary on the Nets. and, and man, I, it was crazy that. too, bro. It was like yeah, I might need you to dig that name up for me before I'm we go. I'm going to have to do that. I'm going to have to do that because I remember like, like, like it was a, uh, a a whole apartment building that didn't want to sell out. Right. And they waited, you know, they held out as long as they could. It ended up being like one couple who ended up getting married as a result of fighting back against these motherfuckers was the last people to move out. Shit mm. was crazy, bro. Yeah. I, if I remember it, I, and if it's not tonight, I'm sure I remember it. Just email it to me, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm interested in the actual, you know, as somebody who lives in, as somebody who lived in the area, I live in Atlanta now, as somebody who lived in the area when all that was going on, I saw it firsthand, but to see the behind the scenes of it with a documentary, with a, I'm, I'm super interested in that, man. But yeah, like I said, you know, you gotta, <clears throat> excuse me, you gotta, Definitely give it up for for a rapper who rhymed about moving weight in the street and the highs and lows and the pitfalls and what you know a rapper who came from those from from that world and that underworld even who was able to grow into that. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. It just sucks what came with that, right? You know what I mean, and and how it had to be done because it changed everything. It changed people's lives. It changed the neighborhood. It changed our culture. It changed everything for the foreseeable future. You know, it, it did a ton, a ton of, of I don't want to say damage, but it did a lot. It did a lot. You say damage, you feel like you're putting all that on son's shoulders, but it did a lot. It did a lot. And I talk about it on the record, not about him and the Barclays specifically, but just gentrification, what it did, what it's still doing, what it's going to continue to do and how it's spread out everywhere. You know, the funny thing about it, when I dropped uh, the single, the first single, Best Eyes Burning, so many people that aren't from the style was hitting me like, yo, it's happening here, too. It's happening. Here too. And that's why I said that on the record. Like, please, Philly, please, Atlanta, please, Detroit, please, Chicago. You know, that's why I said all that, because it's happening in so many other cities. People was hitting me in Berlin. People was hitting me in South Africa. People was hitting me in London. Like, yo, it's happening here, too, man. It's happening here, too. Thank you for talking about it. You know, the worldwide thing. Hey, excuse me one second, but this is my brother in, in the joint. I got to take this call. I'm sorry. Give me one second. Ron, go ahead, bro. I do apologize. So, so I got I got, a, I got, a couple albums I want your opinion on. Just give him rating them from a scale of 1 to 10. I do know how you feel about it. All right. So um, reasonable doubt on a scale of 1 to 10. 10 for sure. For sure. sure. Absolutely. All right. Capital punishment. Punch on, yeah, nah, it's, it's up there for sure. I mean, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to rate. I guess I don't, I don't know because you say, yo, that's an eight, then people feel away. You know what I mean? I don't know. I love capital punishment though. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going through all the records in my head. Um, I love capital punishment. Definitely, easily an eight, easily an eight. That's, I mean, that's an album, like yo, everybody, yeah. like, niggas just stop talking about it, man. Like, you think so? I, I think it gets the love. I don't I think mean, it may not be looked at as like reasonable doubt or ready to die or whatever, but um, I, I, I mean, it definitely gets the love. People love pun as they yeah. should. Pun was a great pun, pun was great. great. Pun was pun was one of the greatest, you know, the way he was able to. I think what gets overlooked with, with pun is when it comes to rhyming, there's like a technical aspect, right? Pun was able to do things with someone his size shouldn't have been able to do, absolutely. And Absolutely. people don't really put that into consideration when they think about him. Like right. they think about the lyrics and how crazy he was, which he was. But yeah, I was saying it. 
Yeah, being able to get in the middle of little, literally, little that we know every little, the middle, middle, didn't do that. Like, that's hard if you're three, four hundred pounds, man. That's hard for people who two hundred pounds, you know what I mean? Like, I could do that because I'm a rapper, I've been rapping my whole life, damn near. But like, to be 350, 400 pounds, that's what? Like, to be able to pull that off at that weight with your breath and all that weight on your lungs and your heart, that's incredible. You know what I mean? So, pun was. Definitely one of them guys, man. Definitely one of them guys, without a doubt. Yeah. Um. The score, the Fuji's, Fuji's the score. Dope album. Um, I got. See, for me, super dope album. I mean, Lauren was great, and you know, Fuji La. I mean, obviously, killing him softly. When I was a kid, I was very just hip hop. Okay, I got. The record had some R and B stuff on it. It took me a while to get on it, unless it was an R&B record. If uh, it was Mary J, My Life, Faith, first album, 112, okay, cool. If it was hip-hop, that's what we on. But the mingling of the two, when I was, because I think when that came out, I was about 13, 14, something like that. Right. So when that came out, you know, I looked at it differently because it was such a mixture. Right. You know what I mean? So it hit me later with that album. But right. it's a dope so, album. So let me ask you this, right? So I got, I got like a distinct opinion, like, I argue that Fifty Cent is the is like the the goal of mixtapes, and I argue Fifty Cent. 100%. 100%. Yeah, I argue that I argue niggas up and down and shit all the time, man. Nobody and did I, it like son. Nobody, nobody. I argue that up and down all the time, and I'm like, yo, niggas don't even get Fifty's flowers for the mixtapes, yo. You know what's crazy? Because with, with Fifth, when they did that, and I I was I was there to watch that almost firsthand, kind of from a little bit further away. But um, Cam actually did the first rapper mixtape where it was a rapper because before that it was like dj mixtapes and then a rap you have a couple freestyles clue envy king slate you have a couple freestyles from different rappers and whatever whatever cam was the first one to say all right it's our tape and it's all our stuff and we're gonna have a dj k slay or whoever it is we're gonna have a dj host it and it's original songs and freestyles cam was the first one to do it my man actually did the photo shoot and the cover for that, my man okay. Chad, Cam was the first one to do that, but Fifty was the one who popped it. You know right. what I mean? Cam did it. New York was on it, but it didn't really go much further because I don't think people understood the dynamics of it. Yeah, Fifth came with this whole like, just this whole different energy, and and the way he was flipping other people' records was what. And it was really like whole album though, like it was just like exactly. whole album. And it's just Cam, Cam and them had original songs and then freestyles over other people beats. Mm-hmm. 50 had original songs and freestyles over other people beats, but he would flip the hooks and make it a whole song. Right. Verse, new hook, verse, new hook, verse, yeah. new hook. And it was like, yo, he just flipped Mob Deep Bump that. He just flipped Rafael Sadiq, you uh-huh. know, be here. He just, but he flipped it. He flipped uh, Janelle, ran around, we go. Like, right. That's where he took it to another level. And let me tell you, man, like, and I, I feel like we from the same generation and the same age, nobody did it like son. Yeah, that was happening, nothing was moving but that. Yeah, Wayne went ham on, on the mixtapes too, but I do want to apologize. I like, apologize wholeheartedly though, but my brother locked up, man. So I, no, no, I saw good. Mine is too, so I know how that go. You know what I mean? My 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 younger brother locked up. I get them calls as well. Popped it off, and then like everybody else followed. Then you had a Gucci. Then you had a Wayne. Right. Then everybody did it. Ti. Everybody did it, and that's fine. Nobody did it. Like you said the mixtape go, bro. Like yeah, nobody nobody did it like June. Nobody yeah. did it like them. Like it was insane. Be like it was like 
and I know we're supposed to be talking about my music, but I'm I'm fine talking about you know if I'm going on a tangent like whatever. Um, about, bro. yeah, it was like you had girls going to the mixtape spot with five dollars. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like it was it was unheard of. Like you had girls like you know fly chicks with you know with their heels and and their Louis bag going to the mixtape spot, going to the Africans with five dollars for the new fifty tape. Like it was crazy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you never seen nothing like it before. It was incredible. Like at, when when sun would drop, everything was shut down. It was yeah. wild, man. It was, I remember crazy. I remember when in the club came out, and it's funny you mentioned Stack. Stack called me, and he because everybody was waiting for what the single was gonna be from Fifth because the yeah. mixtape thing was crazy. He got signed. Everything was crazy. Everybody was like, "What is the first joint gonna be?" And I remember Bundles called me and was like, "Yo." Yo, you heard the fifth shit yet? You heard in the club? And I was like, nah, I didn't hear it. He was like, yo, yo, you got to go hear it and call me back. And I remember I heard it and then I called back or whatever. And I was like, yo, it's crazy. It came out wild. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, yeah. That's fire. That's fire. And that wasn't the one that, like, that was one of the weaker songs to me. I would not have put that out as a single. But you got to think, though, like, that was a a universal single, yo, like. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I love the record. I mean, everybody wanted to know what it was gonna be. He had such a radio presence and, and such a street presence. How was he gonna marry the two for the world, not just for Jamaica Ave, but for the world? And he knocked it out the box. I mean, you know the story about how D12 that was a D12 beat, and then you know they they passed or whatever, whatever, and fifth grabbed it. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, I remember him saying, you know, what can I do to make the record something that lives forever? And that's why the the birthday shit is at the beginning. He was like, yo, right. every day is somebody's birthday. So this record can be played every single day. You know what I mean? So if you listen, like the 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 bridge, the go shorty, it's your birthday, has nothing to do with the rest of the record. You know what right. I mean? Like, <laughs> like that right. and the hook have nothing to do with one another, but it works because it's a club record. And if it's your birthday, you celebrating your birthday in the club and what so he just he he finessed that man. He figured that out. And I mean, he made history. Yo, right. I'm not sure what happened. But the the, the uh, your video just got like blurry. On my end, yeah. I'm not, and I, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm good on uh, on mine. Everything look good on my side. Uh, yeah. You can, yeah you can so what's next? What's 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 some? What, you got you got any like new features or new artists in mind that you got? Like you like yo, I gotta do a joint with him. Not really. I mean, I'm always open to um. You know, I'm I'm always open to working with you know new guys coming up or guys that you know i'm a fan of because like i said i'm a fan first when it comes to this i feel like when it comes to anything in the arts anything creative whether it's music fashion film you know uh painting whatever literature anything in in the creative space you got to be a fan first because if you're not the world will pass you by you know you won't know what's moving what's shaking what the temperature is of 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 everything going on in in your field you got to remain a fan you know, the moment you're not a fan anymore is the moment that you start losing your edge and losing what you have and, and what you bring to the table. So I'm a fan first, you know. Um, you know, so that I'm I'm always down to you know rock with people who I think are super dope. Uh, but on me, I'm I'm just you know gearing up for this album, man. I'm just gearing up for this album, June 11th coming out. You know, all the brilliant things. Uh, no rap features. I felt like with the story I was trying to tell, only I could tell it. Unless you lived on my block. You know what I mean? Only I could tell it. You lived on my block, then maybe, you know, but how could I have somebody from another city help tell his story when they wasn't on my block? They was on their block. So 
But um, feature-wise, I got uh, Raheem Devon, my brother, man. This is like our fifth, sixth joint fine, together. Fine, we always rocking, man. Yeah, and he's 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 a special individual, man. He's amazing. Uh, my brother Raheem Devon, uh, BJ the Chicago Kid. Fire. Who else is on the record? Um, a lot of newcomers, like this girl Aria, who's really really dope. Uh, a good friend of mine. She gets super duper busy. Yeah. Uh, another That's a dope ass song too, by the way. Huh. That's a dope ass song too, by the way. Thank you, St. James Liquors. Yeah, yeah, that's her on yeah. there. Um, this girl Ceoline, who's super, super dope. She's another great artist who's a friend of mine who's coming up. Hypnotic Brass Ensemble, who I was very excited to get with. Uh, you know them as, as a jazz hip hop band, and uh, you know, then it's just me telling the stories the whole way. You know, and and I'm I'm excited about it. I'm excited for the people to hear it. You know, it's the slowest album I've ever written. Right, like mm-hmm. most of the time, like I was telling you, I do an album. In a week and a half, two weeks. This album took a year and a half off and on. You know, wow. I had I had vocal cord surgery, so I couldn't talk for a month. Uh, COVID hit, so I cut down. Uh, I was working on milestones, and that was in between me working on this album. So, you know, um, this album took like a year and a half. You know, there was times where normally I write a record in like an hour. I'll sit and write a whole song, A to Z. You know, verse hooks. Bridge. Are you serious, bro? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, I I could easily write a record and I I write 16. If I'm just doing a 16, I write 16 in 20 minutes, you know. So my process is really fast, and that's not to flex, it's just a blessing, you know. God gave me that, you know. My process is really fast. So, but with this album, I would take like four or five hours to write one song, you know, and it was the first time in my career I'd ever done that. You know, I would sit there and the beat would be playing for like six hours and I'm just sitting there just writing, writing. And then I'm reading what I wrote and then I'm just sitting there thinking about everything I wrote. OK, I said this. Now, how are they going to interpret that? If they interpret it this way, what does that do for the rest of the story? How does that impact the rest of the record? If the fourth bar, if I put the fourth bar where the eighth bar is, how does that change the whole trajectory of the record? <laughs> How about I put the 12th bar with the second bar? Like, I was doing a lot of that, you know? So it made the album roll out a lot slower. But I love it. You know, it came out incredible. Um, I love every moment of this album. Like, all of my albums, you know, it's like your kids. But, you know, this album is really, really special, and I'm just excited for people to hear it. Word. I can't can't wait. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I can't wait. Yo, and shout out to the plug, man. I know you got to go, man. Got to pick up your daughter, man. Shout out to her. Um, Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, appreciate you, yo. Um, yo, follow me on IG, everybody. Yo, ass driving for perfection underscore four three. Yo, big sky zoo for coming through, brother. Yo, we appreciate you. Nah, thank you for having me, man. Thank you for the time. I'm glad we was able to kick it and vibe and all that, man. And 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 when y'all when the album drop, you know, press play and 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 just vibe with it. And I'm sure you're gonna have a lot of uh a lot of things you want to break down. You know what I mean? So you know we're gonna talk about it. Yeah. Real quick, though, Sky Zoo, do you have a personal favorite 16 from anybody? Oh, that's a cool question. I never got asked that. Um, Oh, my gosh. Wow. It would have to be some – I mean, if I could pick a handful, definitely something from Jada. Um, Jada really don't have a whack verse, bro. Yeah, Jada's, like, amazing. Okay. Yeah. Every time I talk to Jada, I'm like – every time I talk to him, I'm like, bro, you a superhero. Yeah, I, mean, I, I tell him that every time we talk, just because I feel like he deserves to know. I don't feel like we can have an honest conversation about Jada. Then I can't. Oh cry. God! 
Now, Jada is incredible. Uh, Jada helped raise me when it comes to the music, man. The same way I can mention all them guys I mentioned. Man, when I was in high school, mm-hmm. you couldn't say nothing about Jada. Like, I said it on a record. I said, thought Jada kissed with Jesus. I just wanted to be the locks. Like, I really thought, I was like, yo, that guy's everything. Be like, when Jada right. came out on the clue tapes, I was like, this guy's everything. Like, what? Like, and the world would stop. Like, yo, new Jada. When he's, when he's like, in like, his bag, he's ridiculous. You know I mean? huh? When he's in his bag, he is phenomenal. No, J- yeah, J- Jada's fantastic, man. It would have to be something from Jada. Obviously, you could take a Nas verse, especially early Nas. You could take, you know, um, pretty much anything Jay does for the most part. You know, if you're talking about just 16s that you dropping here and there. Um, well, that's a wild question, man. I never got asked that. Nas, uh, verbal intercourse. Crap. Verbal intercourse. Oh, the lights, cameras, the national glimmer. There's a gold oh, line, gold, gold, playing seeds to stampede the globe when I'm deceased. My inner beast surprised like geese to conquer peace, leaving savages to roam in the street, live on the run. He's paying me to give him my gun, trick my wisdom with the system that imprisoned my son, smoke gold leaf, a whole heat. Yeah, I know all. Yeah, you know I mean, like that verbal intercourse, Nas versus is everything. Oh, that is crazy, right? That's there. everything. Yo, you did a uh, a, a, a a group song. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, it, 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 it was like everybody had their own beat. Everybody, had, you know, in, in the same locale. And there was a dude on there, B-Boy Stance. That oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from a first, I've yeah. Been, I've heard in a, in a long time too. Yeah, nah, B Boy is dope. He's from Philly. Yeah, B Boy super dope. You talking about the cipher uh yep. barbershop? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah every, like, literally, I've I've heard a whack verse from almost everybody I can think of, but everything I heard of yours, like like there's not a your pen game is impeccable, bro. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. That means a lot, man. You know, I I. I take this serious. You know, when I say stuff like, yo, I write fast and I could write 16 and 20 minutes, people may feel like, oh, so you just put together whatever and, and, and walk away. Nah, I don't. You know, even me writing in 20 minutes, I'm still going hard, like busting my ass going hard. Like, yo, like, how can I think of the most witty, creative, double entendre that fits this moment type of shit? Like, how can I do that? And, and I'm sitting in my head for 20 minutes doing it. And when I'm done, you know, I hit the booth and, and, and black out. So I take this serious, you know, because I feel like, for one, there's fans, people who live and die by hip-hop, who live and die by lyricism or, you know, all of that. Then, two, there's people who I feel like every day you make a new fan, no matter who you are. You know, Jay-Z makes a new fan every day, somebody who didn't know him or wasn't a fan yesterday, but now they're a fan. Beyonce makes a new fan every day. No matter how large you are, you can gain a new fan every day. So it may be your first time hearing me. And you need to hear me dumb out. You need to hear me black out, you know? And for three, I just love the the culture of lyricism, as I call it. You know, I love the sport and the culture of lyricism, like real, see, true lyricism. I love it. You know what's interesting about that is that, like, like I was thoroughly shocked about uh, the ghostwriting. Like, you seem to be an MC's MC, and those are typically the same people that hate ghostwriting. You think so? I think so. Yes. Well, you know, there's a lot of some of the elite MCs who ghostwrite. I mean, Royce and Sahai, and you know what I mean, who all ghostwrite, you know, myself. Like, it's a different thing. It's like for me with ghostwriting, mm-hmm. it's like if you're an actor and they're saying, okay, you're going to be in this new Marvel movie. You're going to play, you know, whatever. You're going to play this character, <laughs> you know. All right, cool. You know, you play that character for six months while you 
shoot the movie. And then after that, you go home and chill and you collect the checks. So that's what ghostwriting is. You know, um, mm-hmm. if I go on a session with somebody and I write for them, all the sky zoo double entendres and going crazy, all that stuff sits on the shelf for a little while while I'm working so you on can turn home. that off then. Huh? You can turn that off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. Definitely. Yeah. That's fuck that's even doper than being able to do it to be quite honest cuz I wouldn't be able to turn it off. You <laughs> know, you would know that I wrote the shit for somebody. Right. That that's the thing with me. I try to make sure you can't tell. A lot of times when people do it, you can tell who wrote it. You're like, "Oh, I know so and so wrote that cuz it sounds just like so and so." With me, you can't tell because I try to literally make it like a tailor-made suit where it only fit you. So does it devalue the MC that purchases your your your, your services? Nah, nah. I try to, I, I try to lift them up. You know, I try to make it where if you hear them, you like, yo, I never heard them round like that before. They killed that. You know, like I try to <laughs> assist them against the situation. You know what I mean? But no, but but from a fan perspective, do you look at a rapper and and when you find out that they've got a ghostwriter, like me and Rome go through this all the time about Drake. Yeah, you know, I think it depends Drake. on. I don't. I think, yeah, I think it depends on the artist. I think if if it's an artist who you don't expect. To like the guys who go out and call themselves the greatest ever, I'm the nicest ever, I'm the best ever. If you find out that guy had help, that's a letdown. But the guys who don't run around talking that, they just make great records and hit records. Then you know you don't feel a way when you find out they had help. But if somebody's running around talking about they top five ever, top ten ever, and all that, and you find that out, that's when it's like, oh man, Santa Claus ain't real. Like that's when it gets kind of personal for people and. That's when the emotions get in it, man. But well, can can you be considered the goat? Let's say you don't talk about it, but it's a known fact that you got a ghostwriter. Can you, nah, you can can't. You gotta write. You gotta write all your stuff to be a, to be the goat or be one of the goats. You got hundred percent got to write all your stuff, man. That that goes without saying, man. Without a doubt. But man, it, it, this was love, man. I appreciate yeah, it. I, my bad, I forgot. Well, no, you good. Um, you good. It's all love. It's all love, man. We we got to catch back up when the joint drop, and uh, we can talk about. All the content on it, you know what I'm saying? Because you heard it for a while, and 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 uh, you know we'll be able to sit down. Man, that would be a blessing and a half, bro. Whenever you want man. to, just let us know, man. This has been an honor and a privilege, man. Thank and, you, brother. I and, appreciate. And, and, it. and do your soul a favor. Go fuck with some Sky Zoo. Let's do it. You know, peace um, love, and, oh, If people want to get in touch with you, how they do that? If they want to, yeah. Uh, uh, Instagram Sky Zoo, the writer. At Skyzoo, the writer. Uh, that's the best way to hit me. You know, hit me on there. I get back to you. And and uh, yeah, I'm 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 easy to build with. So let's build. No doubt, and that's absolutely a fact too, man. Um, shout out to you, man. Shout out to the family. Don't forget to check out the website liberationmindedmedia.com. Um, and yo, free my brother. Uh, keep your head up, bro. Mine too. <laughs> Mine and, too. And free uh, Zoo's brother too, man. Word up. Name by the way. Um. <laughs> On, on that note, we out, man. Peace. Y'all have a good one. Peace and love.